0: In this episode, we have a new cosmic tea with Awesome's resident astrologer, Jackie Saab, to discuss Aquarius season.
1: Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook.
0: And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams, a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at at ofstarlightatmoonbeams.com.
1: Hey Belinda, what's in your cup this week?
0: Uh, A lot. (laughs) But I have uh, my standard right now, it just seems to be the raspberry cranberry juice. And so that is nice and cold. Pretty much all I've had today is that and some nuts that I stole out of my office, but that is delicious. It is cold. I should probably drink something warm, but alas, I just, I get distracted. So what else is going on? In my cup this week, my litter, no, my physical cup. Oh, it's been busy. I went to Sedona the other day. I managed to have a date with my husband after all the work was accomplished. And that was pretty cool. My husband was so supportive. He followed me to all these apothecaries <laughs> and looking for different things. And we managed to walk into two crystal stores and walk out that I don't, still don't know how that happened. But, um, so that was pretty good. And then today I was up early. We started our gardening, another gardening class where it was pretty much laid on, at, uh, laid before us what we were supposed to do for our grant that we're part of and my brain exploded because i was like oh my gosh there's all these things to do but i got to hang out with Bonnie gomez she's also part of the same program and we got to plot out our garden what we're going to plant and how we're going to have everything set up back there so that is exciting and that starts now there's no waiting till spring there's no waiting to like May to start doing things where we're having to really start focusing on garden stuff. And then another amazing thing is guess who's in my office right now. Sweet listeners. It's Christy. She is finally here in Winslow. And so she arrived Yay. today and that's exciting. <laughs> and then we are crystals today too. A friend of our crystal came over and bought over a crystal order that I had gotten that we're going to put up in the shop. So, yeah, that is what's been happening this week. Just a lot of a lot of work, um, a lot of working behind the scenes on the magazine and some surprises, um, some classes. I our apothecary class with Sage Goddess has started. I signed up for a boot camp with, I think her name is Wendy Mata. She is a uh initiated shaman and she was doing a boot camp on. Energy, protecting your energy, and the importance of spiritual hygiene. And so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I'm not allowed to say that I'm tired anymore. That also happened this week. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to say, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I need to have a nap. And I was like, nope, that has changed. So I conquered the no soda. Now I'm conquering the way that I tell myself how I feel. So, anywho, Mm -hmm. what about you, Christy? What is in your cup today? This week, well, I am
1: drinking water out of a bottle, not a cup, but it is in a bottle. It is so dry out here. So, like Belinda said, I I finally made it to Arizona. My week has been another pretty crappy one. Um, Last time we recorded, my van was in the shop. I finally got it back uh, just yesterday, late yesterday, Friday afternoon. It's not completely fixed. It still needs more work, but it was good enough to get me here. So where I have more resources, more support, a place to stay, so I'm not in a, paying for a hotel for weeks on end, and just time. You know, it just has the luxury of some time to figure things out and how to do it. Because the quote that they gave me, thousands and thousands of dollars, Whoa. y'all. Mm -hmm. several thousand dollars plus it would be a hotel room for at least a week probably longer in addition to the week i already paid for and uh yes i did look at airbnbs they weren't much better but bottom line is that was just would destroy my emergency fund van life would end before it even began so that's why we are regrouping and taking some time to figure out how we can do this maybe not so expensive Um, hopefully the part that the dealer had to do, um, because the other mechanic just wouldn't do it. He sent me to a dealer. That's the part that we had put in and hopefully whatever else is going on now, it doesn't require a dealer because they're always more expensive. I mean, that's just a given. Um, so yeah, that's what's been in my cup. But also while I was in Albuquerque, I got to spend a day with some amazing women who I will tell you about in a little bit when um, we do Starburst because I'm going to shoot some Starburst out for them. Um, but it was really nice. I got to hang out with uh, Rosie Navarra, who's been on our podcast before, and meet her in person and actually give her a hug and have lunch with her. And we hung out for the afternoon. And then she introduced me to some other amazing people And that was just really nice. It was so good for my soul, which was really hurting at that time um, with everything going on and not the way that I had hoped to start van life, being locked up in a hotel room. I mean, that's like the opposite of van life. So I I really needed that. I did get some work done. The magazine will be out um, by Monday um, before the podcast even goes live, I guess so our newest issue january issue will be out and we have like belinda said some surprises coming so we're really excited about that and yeah it's been a um busy week and i told belinda i still would take this over my old life any day if that tells you anything about how miserable i was in my Mm -hmm. old job i mean my job itself wasn't that bad. It's just, um, working for somebody else and doing work that is totally out of alignment was just wearing on me, you know, for five, almost five years and enough was enough. So this is not fun. And there's some, I don't want to say terrifying, but you know, there's some things that are a little scary going on, but overall, yeah, it's all good <laughs> um i'm yeah. in it i'm still in a good place with that so yeah that's it i think so jackie what's in your cup this week
2: in my regular glass because i don't have fancy things it's just water and uh yeah and in my life cup getting all kinds of things completed this week like you know put away all the christmas tree de- decorations etc cetera, etc cetera. clearing up some clutter getting articles completed like my articles for the magazine completed uh it seems like it was a it was a very i don't know what the word is i can't think of my words today but anyways it was a profitable week in that sense and uh, tons of shoveling four to five hours of shoveling in two days and uh now now <laughs> the snow is not here so much anymore but it, we're in a uh, weather warning cold snap so we just hope that all this still works throughout this podcast so
0: yeah cross yeah. your fingers let's well, not break your record so we got that first yeah. right
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's true but we're still in its um, shadow so darn it oh yeah we
1: are so just clarify what a cold snap is in your neck of the woods
2: <laughs> well it's somewhere between 30 and 50 below uh, with and it it usually has a wind so it makes it feel colder than it what's actually being said. Uh, in Alberta it's worse than what we're having right now but there's are just sent out a weather warning a, an hour ago I guess to say that we're going to get that too. Yay. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so that that for the next couple is days.
1: Yeah, that is cuddle up with a loved one and blankets and a fire and a good book and hot beverage,
2: <laughs> and that's exactly what I've been doing these last couple of days. I've been reading Belinda's first book, I guess it is, with the wolves, Ooh. and I just started it, uh, and I've been reading it on Kindle downstairs ah. near the with the fireplace and uh, the blankets. <laughs> so it, welcome it's to the pack.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll well, get,
2: that'll keep you hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a I'm sixty percent completed, so <laughs> I don't know what page that it would be, but anyways, yeah. So that's what well, I'm. Let's just tip. book
1: one. You know, yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to get the other ones
2: too, <laughs> yeah. and see what, what happens. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's my cup. That's what's going on here. Wow.
1: I don't know it sounds a little cozy but the cold i've been dealing with i mean the coldest i think has been 12 so far and that's cold enough for me so i can't imagine double digits negative Mm -hmm. it's been a long time
2: yeah the good thing is it's a drier cold like we had it was nicer or like we've had a really warmer winter but humid and when it's humid mm. it actually feels colder than when it's yeah. cold cold so it's true anyways so for for so now true. it's good
1: <laughs> just stay warm
2: yeah stay do. take Childy. care of yourself for us <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds okay. good okay
1: There is always something fun and magical going on in the world and with of starlight and moonbeams. Subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news, updates on our offerings, and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. You can also hit the subscribe or follow button on your podcast app to queue up new episodes as soon as they drop and follow us on the socials. Find everything through our link tree in the show notes. Also, please consider leaving a review or a comment if that's available in your app, or you can go to Good Pods and find our podcast there to leave a review. That lets other listeners know what you liked about the episode so they can tune in too.
0: Okay, this is honestly one of my favorite episodes of the month. It's when we get together with Jackie And she, we serve the tea, we have a cosmic tea party. Um, she spills the tea on what is happening up in the universe and how the planets and the dance that they do, how it affects lives and how we can make the most of that gorgeous cosmic energy. And so we're talking about Aquarius season that's coming up right now. So
2: Jackie, take it away. Okay, well, Aquarius, I have lots to say about Aquarius because I am an <laughs> Aquarius. <laughs> so it's, kinda, it, it's a pretty easy subject for me.
0: Mm. The,
2: the symbol is a water bearer, which confuses people because we are an air element. Everybody thinks we should be a water element. But if you think about it, like in Greek mythology, Aquarius is often associated with Ganymede. Uh, I think that's how you say it. And it's a beautiful young man with whom Zeus, king of the gods, fell in love with. So Ganymede is is, as a prince of Troy and he was known for his exceptional beauty. Zeus, captivated by Ganymedes, I can't say the word, Ganymedes, looks transformed into an eagle and abducted him to Mount Olympus. In some versions of the myth, Zeus intended him to serve the cup bearer, as a cupbearer for the gods. The constellation Aquarius is often linked to this myth, representing him pouring the nectar of immortality for the gods. Some also say that he poured innovative ideas, inspiration, embracing diversity, and helping humanity to strive for a better world. This myth highlights themes of beauty, love, and immortalizing power of the gods. It's worth noting that various cultures have different interpretations of the Aquarius constellation and its associated myths, and may have distinct stories or connections with the constellation. But the modality of Aquarius is fixed. Ruler is Uranus, and the ancient ruler was Saturn. So the season is winter, which we're in right now, for real. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the metal yeah. is uranium. <laughs> yeah. The metal is uranium. The stone is amethyst. The color is sky blue. Mostly the, with the anatomy, we deal with the ankles, shins, and circulation. Key words for Aquarius? Sarcastic, individualistic, rebellious, clever, assertive, unemotional, independent, aloof, humanitarian, inventive, original, eccentric, opinionated, intellectual, idealistic, cool, friendly, detached, stubborn, and witty. And I can attest to most of those. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. So with Aquarius Sun, the personality is brilliant, free-spirited, and eccentric. If someone doesn't act like their sign, any sign that you can recognize, they're most likely an Aquarius. So intellectual and gifted with an analytical mind, they're way ahead of their time. So people could think that they're a little bit strange. Perhaps it's difficult for them to stay in the present since they'd rather focus in on the future. Uh, they are cosmic trailblazers of individuality. They are the Zodiac rebel who dance to the beat, their own beat rather, and intellectual wizards and social butterflies. Aquarians are all about innovation, friendships, and championing the underdog. They have that progressive mind. So they're often open to change, although they're stubborn. So, you know, just think about it like that. But what the water bearer does, brings the precious liquid as a gift. They shower the world with innovative thoughts, radical new ideas. Aquarians need space and they value personal freedom. Any attempt to box them in will likely fail, and they happily return favor to others. They will treat people from all walks of life as equal. Equality and fairness are the hallmarks of this sign. So if you're a little bit quirky and different, all the better, as far as we go. (laughs) (laughs) And then that combination of having Saturn, the old ruler, and Uranus, the modern ruler for Aquarius, Makes it strong, makes it vibrant. Saturn, the Saturn force field is that of that stern taskmaster, which is why Aquariuses love to think and put their ideas out into the world. They also love to think that they are right. Ask my kids. <laughs> they always talk about that. Mom's always right. Hey, don't even try to argue. But, anyways, so <laughs> it is Uranus, which is which instills Aquarius with their visionary spirit. If it's new, if it's radical, if it's rebellious, Aquarians are all over it. One of Aquarius's greatest assets is they can think so creatively and inventively. Their great strength of Aquarius's are born by their through their vision, intellect, humanity, and their determination to make the world a better place, and to help everyone along the way. And then the moon in Aquarius, which is just a tad different because it's the emotional, instinctual energies. It's another key component of the makeup of the basic ego. So it's our emotional development, if you will, how we express our unconscious side of our personality. So with the the moon in Aquarius, you're likely to be unique and somewhat progressive individual. But there's something about you, because that's not me now. There's something about you that somehow separates you from everyone else. Being an air sign, it deals with ideas, concepts, communications, and relates to the social side of life in terms of protocol uh, that guides how we interact with others. So it still has that stubbornness. It still has that perseverance. It still has that endurance. But uh, it has, when it has a clear idea, it's almost impossible to change. An Aquarius is mind or emotions about that thing. So for the ascendant in Aquarius, I'm just going for the big three, because the ascendant is considered the mask that we wear when we're meeting others, or at least their view of us and what we think we're presenting to the world. So the ascendant shows our natural defenses and how we cope with day-to-day issues. So physical movements for the Aquarius ascendants appear quick, unpredictable, and even somewhat disjointed at times. There may be a pronounced dislike for being touched other than by those they're closely associated to. They're the true individualistics of the Zodiac. There is uh, organizing ability, enthusiasm, strength of will, mental creativity, and inspiration. And they're often deeply reflective. They're innovative thoughts, and perceptions, views of looking at the world around them, just the way they treat the world, gets other people thinking even. There's a quirkiness in their manner. Some dress slightly offbeat, not enough to make them stand out like a sore thumb, but enough to express their original temperament. Think David Bowie, because he's got this. They, They kind of enjoyed shocking people around them with their ideas, abstract, they might be. They might even be quietly irreverent. Um, they have a sense of humor that others might find endearing. They felt a little off to the left. And they always felt special or different. And they may have felt that way their entire life. So, so just kind of getting an idea of how it is. But please keep in mind that all the pieces of your birth chart are working together. So while some of these qualities might be very present in some they may be less apparent in another's in another person. There's no two charts that are the same. And these generalized views of how astrology can affect our personalities and syncricities and how we are perceived by others, you know, all these characteristics need to be put together. Somehow. Yeah. So that's why that whole chart is important. You can't just say, Oh, I'm a, an Aquarius sun. So I am like this. I'm an Aquarius mm. moon. So I am like that. We need the whole picture and the, the whole aspects, Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the aspects. And that's why people get their personal charts read because they don't understand their aspects. You know, like they don't, or why am I like this? Well, because you're squaring something, you know, like it's, you're squaring your Venus. So you might not like having people around so much, you know, or whatever. So it's, it's all a big process. So what's happening now? Or do you have questions before I keep on going? I was just going to
1: say, before I understood the other two of the big three, and then all the transits, I didn't believe in astrology either because I'm a Leo and I am not a typical Leo. (laughs) So I was just like, no, that's not me at all. But then once I Jackie read my chart for me and I got all this insight about all these other parts of me that work with against dance with uh, my Leo, then it was like, yes, that is me. And it all makes more sense. So I'm going to absolutely confirm that getting your own birth chart read is just Essential. so enlighten yeah it's it's so enlightening to who you really are and why you you know it, it kind of opens your eyes to why you do some things the way you do or you know, some of your reactions and behavior patterns, you can see those and then decide if it's something you want to uh adjust or address or not um sometimes Mm -hmm. we just want to keep it like that (laughs) but yeah um so not to keep going on and on about it but definitely there that is an excellent point and i'm glad you said that because it's really it's really helpful when you get your own birth chart read
2: exactly because even for example a person with a an aquarius ascendant with a ruling planet uranus in sagittarius will respond to the environment very differently than another person whose ascendant is also Aquarius, but has Uranus in Scorpio, for example, Mm -hmm. or Aquarius or ascendant that is conjunct with Saturn. They'll all behave very differently. So you can't, you can't even take the brush and paint them with the same uh, stroke. You know, it's everybody's different. Yep. So what to expect in 2024? now in the aquarius season so for the past year pluto well past many years 16 years really but the last um year we're going to talk about because pluto being in Capricorn, uh, starting for real in aquarius plunging us into this new world new order and how things will be from now on really now creative flourishment is highlighted at least for this first half of the year This upcoming Aquarius season will be a rare impetus for change in our individual lives as a collective. Not only will the sun be in Aquarius, but we will experience Pluto's re-entrance into Aquarius on the day Aquarius sun comes into, Mm -hmm. the sun comes into Aquarius on the 20th. So we had a brief preview of what would happen from March to June in 2023. So think back to important themes in your life that have popped up during that time. It's important to note that Pluto is a slow-moving planet. So this will last until like 2044. So it's not exactly quick. But it's always the, the first degrees which last the first two years and the last degrees that seem to be more relevant, as well as if it touches or squares or aspects any of your natal planets. So this year in 2024, uh, with one little dip back into Capricorn between September and November, this Pluto has started Aquarius for real. So activating the start of significant changes to come. When examining the global influence of Pluto in Aquarius, the most recent occurrence of this planetary shift took place in 1777. Oh, wow. So oh, it's been a little while. Do you remember anything since that year? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it
0: 1776, the Battle of Yorktown?
2: Like that's uh, back there uh, with the founding fathers. Yeah, well, yeah. 77, 78 is especially those times because the sun and Pluto together in Aquarius was in February 78. And that was some very long sequel and some significant historical events like the American and French Revolutions. Pluto uh, in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have a question?
0: No, no. I was like, yeah, oh. th- that was a, it was major back then.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Pluto in Aquarius, zodiac sign, activates our desire to rebel against what our lives is suppressing, uh, how it's suppressing our own growth as individuals and as a society. Pluto, as we know, is the lord of the underworld in ancient Roman mythology. And its planetary transits can influence crisis, change, transformation, and wealth, depending on its placement in your chart. And this will begin to express itself in Aquarius season as a cerebral air sign. And that is all about changing the status quo in order to elevate humanity. There's also going to be a Leo full moon on the 25th, so followed by an Aquarius new moon on February 9th. And both will activate us into our authentic selves. And we'll feel pushed to transform and change what's not in our alignment. So you had a little bit of a jump on that, Christy. (laughs) There's your Leo. (laughs) So Mercury retrograde shadow just ended. So... Uh, with the advent of Aquarius season. And that's great news for the 30% of us. But for those who have Mercury retrograde in their birth chart, Mercury retrograde time is, is their strong time. So much growth, so much ease for them then. So no worries, it'll come back three more times this year in April, in August, and in November. So we'll talk about them when it comes closer to that time. Uranus will also be stationing direct at 19 degrees Taurus on January 27th at 7.35, marking the end of the retrogrades until April. No more retrogrades for three months. Wow. (laughs) How about that? We've been in so much retrogrades lately. But the days that the planet stations direct or retrograde are pivotal days because the planet is literally pivoting. Any planetary stations tend to lead to pivotal events uh, for those of us who are directly affected by them. Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius. So how fitting that it should turn direct right now. <laughs> but Uranus is the planet of genius, revolution, innovation, electricity. It's the breaker of rules, the unpredictable, the visionary, the futuristic. <clears throat> Uranus brings the Eureka or the aha moments of insight. It's like a lightning bolt from the blue that disrupts your normal everyday assumptions. Introducing an idea, introducing any idea, so new, so startling, so crazy, that it just might work. You know, mm-hmm. it's that kind of energy. The so what at, day was that that it goes uh, back to it? It comes uh, on the 27th, January 27th, Okay, at 19 degrees. Be so ready for... Aha! Lots of aha moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, like you know, it's at 19 degrees as we speak. Even though it's retro, it's been at 19 degrees for a while because it's in retrograde, and it's mm-hmm. going to still be in at 19 degrees all through Aquarius season. So any oh. planets that you have um, that are at 19 degrees are going to be somehow affected by this, this Uranus turning direct. So at 19 degrees, 20 degrees, whenever it touches any of those 19 to till, till, uh, 29 degrees, you will be affected by, by Uranus. We all felt this shift, it's very specific meaning and purpose, because especially since, oh, sorry, I missed the whole sentence there. Uranus first moved into Taurus on March 6th of 2019. It could have all felt that shift with a very specific meaning and purpose. Uranus in Taurus will spend about eight years spurring revolutions in agriculture and money. So this continues till 2026, around April. It will create liberating upheaval in our sense of security. Whoa, did we feel that these last few years? Just asking. So, Right. A little bit. Oh, Yeah. So if you're a Taurus or you have a significant Taurus placements you will undergo extreme change, realization of, of a revolution going on in your life. You will find yourself doing things you never thought you'd do, thinking things you never believed you'd ever think. So while Uranus was in retrograde, the influence of its revolutionary need to break down and break free turned inwards. The introverted function of Uranus is to in invisibly question certainty. We are readjusting our relationships to our genius. We are preparing to instigate change once Uranus stations direct. So, on the 27th. So now that it is, Uranus brings breakthroughs to the areas of life ruled by the natal planet Uranus, wherever it's transiting. And that's complicated, so I'll give an example. If Uranus is transiting your Sun, it may make you question your core identity. And you may even want to throw, out, throw it all out, your whole personality, and start fresh. Or if Uranus is transiting your Venus, you may, it may make you question your relationships. They may feel outworn or limiting, something to that effect. Uranus transiting your Saturn might bring massive changes to your career. You can optimize this energy of change into either derailment or progress, depending on how you respond. So you can always do something good with it. I have a question. Uh-huh.
1: When you say when Uranus is transiting one of these planets, do you mean in our natal chart or yes. in, okay.
2: Yes, definitely. So
1: in your natal chart, if Uranus squares...
2: Saturn, let's say. Okay. Then you'll you'll probably have difficulty in the career that you're in, and you'll want to kind of break out and start fresh. Okay. Okay. That's okay. what it would do. And it's always strongest when it's exact, so that's why I'm saying from 19 to 29, while it's in Taurus, uh, and especially right now when it's pivoting at 19 degrees, you're gonna feel the 19 and 20 degrees in your chart, whatever it might be, those, those will be having aspects. So it will definitely be triggering something. And depending on the house, it could trigger even more. I'd sure like to talk about each and every single house with Uranus in it. Oh my God. But we'd be here for much more than an hour. (laughs) So Then we'd have, we have in mid February, towards the end of Aquarius season, Four personal planets, Venus, which is relationships and money, Mars, which is energy and action, will join the sun, which is your ego, your personality, and Mercury, your communications, with Pluto, death and rebirth, in Aquarius. That means five planets will be in the sign of Aquarius. And they will heavily highlight the themes of the zodiac sign around that time. Therefore, we can expect a call for societal, humanitarian, economic changes to grow even louder. Personally, we might also feel the need to quit our job or situation or relationship, or if, I mean, if that is restricting who you truly are, if if you cannot live your authentic self through it. Of course, where and how it shows up depends on the house it is in and the aspects being made in your natal chart. so difficult to be specific right here. I just love to be more specific, but I can't. I just can't. So, and then the last of the big things that are happening is Jupiter sextiling Saturn from February 8th, uh, 5th, I'm sorry, till the 8th, right in the heart of Aquarius season. So you'll feel it the week before till the week after. It always, you always feel it for about 10 to 12 days. And it's going to be uh, a sextiling at seven degrees. So if you remember the great conjunction of Saturn-Jupiter at one degree Aquarius in December of 2020, you may see the themes of what you're wanting. So, okay. So in December of 2020, you may have seen themes of what you were wanting. You may have had to make readjustments, more introspective decisions about them. There could have been some losses, some obstacles, some limitations that you had to let go of or accept. Uh, let go of and accept. So in January and February, both Jupiter and Saturn turned direct. Before this time, or since March of 2023 till December 31st, you may have had to face more no's than yeses, more losses than gains, as it happens in ret- with retrogrades, you had to reassess, reevaluate, rethink all the re- you know, words that go with uh, any retrograde. This letting go is probably difficult, and it is to ensure that you are making room for the opportunities that are ripe right for you now. Jupiter is opening the doors, wanting you to learn and grow, help you towards your goals, and all kinds of things may come to you. Then Saturn comes on right behind it, while, and it's doing the cleanup. Like no, not this. You're not going the right way here. So it'll give you a little limitation, removing what's not true for you and your soul growth by creating some kind of obstacle. But it's also could be pushing you when it's the right path. It could be saying yes when you're on the, on, when you're on the right uh, venue. All of those retrogrades. Kept you re looking, reassessing, and all that kind of rewords. words. Your luck began to change in early 2024 as the spiritual work you've been doing and the karma you've been releasing is going to help you move ahead. But finally, the energy shifts when Jupiter stationed direct at five degrees Taurus on December 31st and makes a supportive connection to Saturn direct in Pisces. It's the second. Exact sextile forming between Saturn and Pisces and Jupiter and Taurus at seven degrees on February 5th to 8th. Accepting what it is that may have been a hard energy to navigate, as disappointment or loss could have been strong. But as you accept, it has transpired and put energy into your own frequency alignment, you ascend to new manifestations and opportunities that are waiting for you. It's going to be great clarity between Pisces and Taurus. And it'll help you build up new dreams, new goals, new foundations, which was thought about, had so many twists and turns, limitations, losses, but since March of 23, you know, had to, had to be reworked. So now it's time for you to own up to that karma, take responsibility, and you can make it all happen. It's the right time. The right people will show up, prepare for things to come together now. Hard work will be more evident, but things will click better and more quickly. Your patience is paying off. A sextile is all about ease and grace, and the universe has been helping you in order so that everything can harmonize in exactly what you needed to manifest at this time. Come May 25th this year, Jupiter will be in Gemini. Watch out for that because then it will be squaring with Saturn. It'll be more opportunities to grow and stuff, but that's yes. the Gemini season podcast. So I won't talk about that now. So whew,
1: I all. any questions? No, it's a lot to digest. I know that um, sounds yeah. like big energy is moving again and things are going to be happening
2: for a while. Yeah, it's happening, but in your favor, so long as you're going towards your authentic yeah. self and towards your soul growth. So it's going to be going well for you. So, if rising, get ready to ride your cosmic wave during this Aquarius season. Your friendships and collaborations are the VIP path to celestial networking party where connections are the ultimate currency. Brace yourself for breakthroughs that will make your long-term goals a reality and watch your team projects turn into success stories. The hard work you've done this last decade is about to pay off. So shine like a superstar and let your universe be your dance floor. For Taurus Rising and Sun Signs, get ready for a burst of positive transformation during this Aquarius season. Your professional life is set for major changes with promotions and breakthroughs on the horizon. Embrace the chance to align your appearance with your true self, reflecting the incredible person that you are becoming. Despite change not being your usual cup of tea, this season you're wholeheartedly welcoming personal growth with open arms. For Gemini, Aquarius season is like a cosmic cheerleader for your long-term goals. Accepts, ex- expect some serious progress on the dream that dream board of yours. Get ready to sprinkle your creative magic and share your wisdom with others. Whether it's teaching, learning, or diving into distant cultures, your vibe's all about global adventures. And if legal matters want to join in the cosmic party, let them because you're navigating them with flair and finesse. For Cancer Rising and Sun Sign, get ready for some Aquarius-style cosmic surprises. Keep that mind of yours wide open because the forward-thinking energy of Aquarius is about to bring unexpected financial and creative breakthroughs your way. Brace yourself for potential jaw-dropping moments like stumbling on a new contract or hitting a jackpot with financial backing for your creative passion, um, passionate project. It's like the universe is handing you the keys to a creative kingdom. So get ready to unlock some seriously awesome doors. Don't we all wish we were cancer rising right now? Cancer. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) For Leo rising and sunshine, the Aquarius season is your personal journey to self-discovery and introspection. So embrace it with open arms. Take this time to explore your needs and desires in relationships and don't hesitate to communicate them effectively with others. If there are any bumps on the road or imbalances, fear not. The season serves as a supportive space to address issues openly and honestly, paving the way for your pos- positive growth and understanding. Trust the process and watch your connections flourish with newfound clarity and harmony. Not so bad, <laughs> right? Mm. <laughs> Not so bad. If you're Virgo uh, rising or sunshine, embrace the positive vibes this Aquarius season because situations that arise prompting changes are opportunities for your well-being to shine. While work-related travel opportunities may bring a, bring a touch of stress, remember that each journey opens doors to growth and new experiences. Small consistent changes in your daily routine can be the secret sauce for a significant impact on your overall well-being. Think of it as a self-care revolution. Take charge of your schedule. Let it be a canvas for your dreams. Remember, you're the maestro orchestrating your life's beautiful melody. And then for Libra, rising or sign, get ready to ride the wave of creativity and collaboration during Aquarius season. Your time to shine like a superstar of uniqueness. Recent revelations have shown that being true to yourself is the real MVP move. So channel your inner child and dive into that pleasure-packed joy ride. It's not just the season, it's a permission slip to explore your passions and creative outlets like a cosmic explorer on a joy-fueled mission. And for Scorpio rising and Sun sign, get ready for a home makeover extravaganza during this Aquarius season. Whether it's moving, renovations, redecoration, spree, this is your chance to craft a haven that nurtures and radiates harmony. Recharge those emotional batteries in your newly transformed space and seize the opportunity to tackle any lingering emotional issues or conflicts. Embrace the winds of change as they guide you to greater connections, turning your home into a sanctuary of positivity and joy. For Sagittarius Rising or, or sign. Get ready for an Aquarius season full of buzz and excitement. Communication, writing, markets, and opportunities are knocking on your door, bringing a whirlwind of creative energy. The cosmos has a surprise gift for you. Brace yourself for new and significant social connections that will add even more sparkle to your journey. Amidst this whirlwind, remember to prioritize your well being and self care. Finding the perfect balance will be your secret sauce to maintaining boundless energy and enthusiasm for the fantastic adventures ahead. For Capricorn Rising, or Sun, sun get ready to embrace a wave of financial opportunities this season, sparking positive vibes all around. Innate- Woo! <laughs> <laughs> both of us! Both Belinda yes. and I are Cap Rising, and we're like, <laughs> yes, yes, because your innate sense of responsibility and unwavering de- determination are your trusty sidekicks as you navigate these exciting financial shifts. Aquarius season is like a cosmic cheerleader for you as well, urging you to break free from the norm and explore unconventional avenues. Think of starting your own business, going freelance or bringing your innovative solutions into lucrative ventures. Your financial horizon is lit with possibilities. And the universe is cheering you on as you step into this optimistic and entrepreneurial chapter of abundance. Yay for both of you. Then Aquarius, sun or rising, I mean rising first and sun afterwards, feel the nurturing embrace of the season as confidence and self-assurance surge within you. Your visionary and innovative ideas are like beacons, capturing the attention of those around you. So unleash your creativity without hesitation. At home, expect growth and expansion, even if it stirs up discussions around past issues. Embrace these moments as opportunities for healing and growth, allowing sudden changes to become the catalyst for purging and releasing uh, to make space for a brighter, more optimistic chapter ahead. And for Pisces, Rising, and Sun, this is the season of transformation. Get ready. While it may bring challenges, see them as golden opportunities to face and evolve unconscious behaviors limiting your positive growth. Embrace vulnerability and authenticity, especially in your work and communication. This is your chance to shine. View this season as a foundation for a new era of personal growth, illuminating hidden aspects of your life and boldly advocating for your self-worth questions comments
0: do you know what's so funny (laughs) the thing that i took away from that is mark is a son uh, he's scorpio's son right and so you're talking about how this is the time aquarius season is going to make him so happy to redecorate and renovate and all that (laughs) and i was like my husband hates doing that i'm the one that does it and we're in the middle of doing it now. But Aquarius season means he's going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to complain as much. So no. when he starts to complain, I'll go, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. Aquarius season says that you should be yes. okay with this. He's so, going em- to embrace,
2: <laughs> embrace that wind of change, Mark. you got to embrace it because this is what you need to make your life better. So, yeah going
1: to be perfect it sounds like to me aquarius season is very auspicious for pretty much everybody it's yeah. going to be a good four weeks there
2: yeah so long as you embrace it it will be if you yeah. if you fight it it won't be but like this this whole new dynamic with pluto going um direct and uranus going direct and mercury getting out of its shadow it seems like it brings a burst of of uh, uh, of optimism and enthusiasm mm-hmm. into our world. It seems like opportunities are there in every, in every direction. So, well, yeah.
1: Good, our world needs it.
2: <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Once again, thank you so much, Jackie, for being here, for sharing this wisdom and insight so that we can go into Aquarius season knowing what to expect what we need to embrace and what to watch out for so i bow down to you i thank you so much for being here and can't wait for our next cosmic tea party which will be pisces season next
2: month that's right and i thank you for continually inviting me to these so i really enjoy it enjoy talking to both of you hopefully we talk soon
0: look i said it's the highlight of our month. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I love learning all this new stuff. Like, it makes sense. And so I love it. Thank you for giving us your time.
2: Yes. You're, you're welcome. Thank you.
1: So, Belinda, what Starburst are you sharing today?
0: Um. Well, I wanted to share Starburst on... Um, Two of the apothecaries that I went and visited when I was in Sedona, as part of the class that I'm taking this year with Christy, we need to gather herbs and oils and stuff, and I kind of like to source locally, so I went and checked out three places, um, three places in Sedona, one was called Mother's Apothecary of Sedona, And this woman was wonderful. She's very knowledgeable. She's a herbalist of like 20, 30 years. She grows everything in her garden and that's where it all started. And then it evolved into a brick and mortar, her own store. And it has tinctures, it has teas, it has herbs, just a really good feel. And I love it. Like I wanna go back there and visit more. And another one that I really liked was the cosmic apothecary and they just had a really good vibe in there too it smelt really good lady was super helpful um and it was just a great experience um they're both on instagram so in the show notes i will post not only where you can go to the website and check it out but also you can look at them on social media so if you're ever in sedona arizona And you're looking for that kind of stuff. This is where I would recommend you to go. What about you, Christy?
1: I love that. And since I'm close, we will definitely be visiting those in Sedona. Let's see. My Starburst uh, this week is for Resonant Essentials. Which is the place I visited in Albuquerque. And spoke with the founder, Michelle Vidal. Resonant Essentials is like an incubator for metaphysical, spiritual, energy healers, um, what we call soulpreneur type businesses. She helps, she invites in um, psychic mediums, tarot card readers, herbalists, healers, astrologists, astrologers, <laughs> um, and helps them connect with their target market in the local area and also online. Um, She's just kind of came into this intuitively. I will be featuring her on our new YouTube channel, uh, Magical Meanderings. Um, But I just wanted to kind of do an introduction today and give them a shout out. I met some other women there who I will be doing uh, starbursts and also episodes for, on magical meanderings in the future. Um, but yeah, resident essentials, they are locally based in Albuquerque, but her vision is for other people to start similar centers around the world really. And so, um, I really invite people if that's something they're interested in and is helping your local community, um, that you know, your local metaphysical and spiritual and magical community come together, this might be kind of a model or a way to um, gain some insight on how she does it. So we'll put the website in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM.
0: Okay. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us on Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to direct message us or email at hello at starlightteapodcast.com
1: we hope you'll join us next week and in the meantime remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer now go make some magic